Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I have built a mathematical model named Sideline that will help us predict the probability of any given team winning, along with totals here for baseball. You'll more about this model during the course of the episode, set to cover four MLB games scheduled to be played on Thursday, June 15th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in projections of picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. Costs under $1 per day. Even if you're not there, still thrilled to have you here. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game and does not try to forecast it to a T as it'd be a foolish and impossible goal. It'll take a long time if you're on here and don't get distracted. When baseball things happen, we've had some really high-scoring games of late, multiple teams putting up double-digit runs right on the heels of a bunch of one-run games. It's just ups and downs. I'm not going to be able to predict every single game flat out. I'm not trying to. What I'm trying to do is tell you uh, what I think the probabilities are and thus what good prices to bet are. That doesn't mean there's a right side and a wrong side. There's always a right side. Each side's always the right side at the right price. And that's what we're talking about here, making sure that we make smart wagers. That's what's going to grow our bankroll instead of drain it. But as much as I'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every day, that good variance and bad variance, it's going to hit us. You just never know uh, how it's going to play out. Monday was a little bit rougher. Tuesday was fantastic. Uh, we'll see how Wednesday goes here as I'm recording Wednesday before uh, too much has happened. Um, and so, like I said, as much as we'd like to win every single day, we're just going to be some ups and downs. And that's what we're thinking about for that long term, um, you know, where, where our bankroll is. And so hopefully if you've been with us for any time now, uh, you're seeing that bankroll slowly and steadily rise. Totals, uh, I think I mentioned this here, haven't been quite as good the last couple of days, uh, whereas the recommended sites have just been taking off. Totals kind of helped us out when some of the B-grade players are struggling. We always got good things happening, more good than bad in the long run. Uh, so hopefully your bank account, uh, as mine is, is rising. Uh, before we get to some Thursday games, though, some reminders, please hit that like button on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. You'll see on the screen how I scale my picks. It's that A grade money line plays return us four units. That is the risk plus win equals four B grades return three C grades return two totals or flat bet. But with the scaling and with the picks, take what you like and leave the rest. I'm going to start off here at 1.05 p.m. Eastern. Blue Jays at the Orioles. It'll be a warm day in Baltimore, starting off around 80 degrees, closing in the low 80s. Wind will be blowing in the 5 to 10 mile an hour range, but mostly across, so not a huge uh, weather effect there. Blue Jays, of course, have the much better offense and are still right-handed heavy as last year, just not quite as much, uh, especially with the addition of... uh, uh, Brandon Belt, a couple others, uh, Dalton Varsho uh, being another one. So they're still a little bit right-handed heavy here. Uh, gives them a tiny ding facing a righty in Tyler Wells. But it's interesting to contrast it with the Orioles, who are extremely left-handed heavy and get a pretty big ding facing a lefty in Yusuke Kikuchi. 
Otherwise, though, with these two pitchers, I think Wells is the better of the two. Uh, obviously, ZRA is about a full run better than Kikuchi on the course of the season. The underlying metrics say it's probably not that large of a gap. He projects to be a little bit better. Again, not quite as much as the results this year have gone, but I do think Wells is the better pitcher. Of course, the gap between Wells and Kikuchi is relatively small, given how much the uh, Blue Jays offense is better than the Orioles, especially Orioles versus a left-handed pitcher. I do trust the Orioles bullpen a little bit more, though. So really, the Orioles are going to have an edge pitching, but the Blue Jays will have a larger edge hitting. Of course, the game is in uh, Baltimore. Baltimore has been a team that's overperformed uh, all season, all last season as well. And so because that, the model says the Orioles should be favored by a price of minus 119 that they win this 54% of the time. Of course, that one minus 119, the current price on them is minus 120. Uh, uh, which is not good enough to wager. A grade price on the Orioles would be minus 108. And, uh, you know, it's kind of what I'm looking for in this one. Fading the Blue Jays offense, personally, I just want it to be an A grade here in this spot. Uh, I think Wells might hold the Blue Jays offense down, but I'm not really convinced he can. He's just not good enough. I think the Blue Jays score some runs. Of course, I think they allow some runs to Kikuchi on the mound, who again is a below average pitcher. I think it's priced fairly well. If you're playing it, it's the Orioles, but for now, at least I'm passing unless this gets about 10 cents better. The total on this game uh, projects to be nine. I'm actually going to go over nine. It's not really a big model edge, but I like over nine in this game, even at minus 115. We've got a warm day. The ball's going to carry there in Baltimore. And like I said, I just don't trust Kikuchi to prevent anybody from scoring runs, really. And as much as I think Wells is decent, I'm just not sure he's going to match up very well uh, with this Blue Jays offense. Not many pitchers do, at least night in and night out. And so I like the over and I like the push protection. I'm not playing over nine and a half, but as long as you're not playing too steep of odds here, I think over nine is the smartest pick on this one here in the afternoon. 3.40 p.m. Eastern, Phillies at the Diamondbacks afternoon game in Arizona in the summer. Should be a pretty uh, easy decision to close the roof on this one. Aaron Nola versus Ryan Nelson. Of course, Aaron Nola is the much better pitcher. There's no denying that. Here's the thing, and I've talked about it before, though, with Nola. He has struggled this year, and the underlying metrics suggest it's not like it's just fluky bad luck. Even that said, his underlying metrics are still better than Ryan Nelson. So I don't want any of you to get the wrong impression and have me, you know, think that Nelson's a better pitcher. He's not. I'm just comparing Nola to what he was last year, what he's been historically, where he still grades out pretty well because of that historical data. But this year just hasn't been great for him. And while all pitchers pitch better at home and struggle a little bit on the road, some have a little bit more tendency to do that. And Nola seems to be kind of that guy, maybe one of the slightly more extreme cases, not by enough to you know bet the farm against him necessarily. But enough to kind of notice that he's a guy who's typically had most of his better starts at home. Uh, and again, that's not that's not true, not not true for all pitchers. It's just he's a little bit more extreme here. And combining that with his struggles so far this year makes me a little bit concerned laying a big price with the Phillies. Offensively, these two teams square off, according to today's update on the model, about the same relievers, about the same. So this is really a battle of one team is a better starting pitcher, but is on the road. Of course, because of how good Aaron Ole is, the Phillies should be favored, but the model says they should be favored by a price of minus 110, that they have a 52.4% chance of winning. And so I'm going to be on the Diamondbacks on this one at a B grade, plus 119. 
If it gets to plus 122, that's an A grade. And so I'm playing this because it's kind of a B plus pick. I don't love fading Nola, but close enough to an A for me to pull the trigger. And again, if it jumps up into the low minus 120s, you get even more value. And again, a lot of you are already aware of this, but as a reminder, the letter grade is not about the probability that the pick wins. It's the value of the pick of making these picks long-term, how much they're going to help your bankroll. Because remember, even a pick that only wins 40% of the time is a brilliant pick if you're getting something like plus 200, uh, plus 300 on it or whatever, right? We can make silly examples if we want to. Um, and so B grade value almost to an A, but I think it's worth fading Nola on the road here. Given his struggles on the season, this is pretty close to a coin toss game. Not enough of a coin toss for plus 119 to be an A, but enough of a coin toss to play it. And I'm also going to play the under nine and a half. It's just pretty heavily right now at Bet Online. Again, if you're not a customer there, you should be. Sign up link in the show description. They have some of the earliest lines for baseball and when we get to the fall college basketball games, college football as well. Um, great place to make sure you have a book. Minus 122 for now. I'm still playing the under model projects 8.7. If you're playing better odds under nine, I still think is reasonable. You, of course, you might push, but you know, in the minus 105, minus 110, I still think under nine is the way to go here. Uh, again, Nelson, not a great pitcher, but the fact that the Diamondbacks bullpen has been so strong for them this year makes it likely that they can get to the pen earlier, limit the damage. First two games of this series has been a little bit high scoring. I expect Wednesday and Thursdays, again, Wednesday hasn't happened yet, to come down a little bit. So hopefully uh, I'm right on that one and that we can get a couple of underplays in here. As I just think the explosion of runs that we saw on Monday, Tuesday shouldn't be what we expect in this situation. So we can dime back speed grade play under nine and a half. At this point, I think they're both pretty similar in terms of the value at this price. If the pricing gets better, that would probably tell you which one I like more. But for now, it's a pretty... Uh, pretty split decision in my mind. It's 10 p.m. Eastern Nationals at the Astros. Warm day in Texas. We should have the roof closed for this one. Mackenzie Gore and Christian Javier, two pitchers that both grayed out at a 94 rating, according to my model, where again, 100 is average and lower is better. Here's the thing that Javier has pitched really well this season, and he's always been a guy to outperform his peripherals, partially because of the fact that his fastball gets more contact than a good fastball should, but gets weaker contact than it should. Uh, he's a guy I've mentioned before, absolutely love him as an Astros fan, but that 313 ERA is definitely a mirage. It should be a lot higher than that. Obviously a lot, not like it should be six, right? A lot, relatively speaking, on the right scale. His uh, XFIP this season... Uh, 437. And so I don't think he's going to trend to a 437. I think he's always going to be outperform, outperform his peripherals, but I'm not sure by this much. Now, of course, given the Nationals' weaker offense, he still is likely to have a decent start, but I don't think he's quite as good as the numbers indicate as much as I like the guy. McKenzie Gore, opposite story, 404 ERA, but the advanced metrics say he should be a little bit better than that. So I think we're getting some value on the Nationals here because I think we're kind of misviewing these pitchers. And I think people would say that Javier's the better pitcher, but I'm not convinced he is. And if so, it's not by much, again, as much as I have a personal affinity for Javier, I think McKenzie Core is just as good as he is. And so I'm going to be on the Nationals here at plus 132. It's a B grade pick. Model says it should be 187. And that if it does happen to get down to an A grade uh, or get up to, it should be plus 209. Uh, that would be an A grade. So we're not quite there, not really anywhere near it here. But if it does climb up, and it's very possible that we get late money on the Astros, so something to keep an eye on. 
the Nationals could win this game. I don't necessarily think they will as much as, again, eyeing it from a probability standpoint. The probability they win is higher than the implied odds, which makes it a good long-term investment. Now, the way you could look at this is the run line. However, on the run line, we tend to see a, a little bit escalated value on the plus one and a half, which would be what you'd be looking for the Nationals. When you have a lower scoring game than expected and the minus one and a half with a higher scoring game, again, then the books, because they're pricing that in just like my model is. In this case, though, I like the over eight. And so the plus one and a half, probably not going to be a very good value pick. Again, if you're interested in what the model projects on that, that's made available to everyone who's signed up on Dub Club. That sign up link also in the show description. It costs under $1 per day to get a bunch of information every single day. Without seeing a run line price right now, my hunch is it's not going to be very good because I like the over. And so because I like the over as well, my hunch is the odds aren't going to be worth the payout. I'd rather just take a chance on the Nationals winning this game outright. But I think that we can get some runs here. The Astros against a lefty project to be well above average. They're extremely right-handed heavy. This offense now grades out to be pretty league average now that you remove Jordan Alvarez. Of course, Brantley still out as well. It's a much weaker offense, but with all the righties in the lineup, they project to be well above average against the lefty. Now, again, I still like McKenzie Gore, but this Astros offense against the lefty should still put up some runs. And again, I don't think that Christian Javier is going is quite the shutdown artist that his numbers this season might indicate. Again, I like him, but I think he's going to give up a few runs as well. The model projects 8.4 runs, so I'm not going over 8.5, but I am comfortable going over 8 in addition to my Nats plus 132 pick. And my statement here holds just like it does for the Diamondbacks and the under in that game, and that right now I would say I like them about the same. It's really hard for me to pick which one I like more than the other. Uh, Cousin Jared's a great guest to have on here usually, and, and, and Jake as well sometimes when I can ask them which one do you like more. I'd uh, be curious what those guys would say, but for this one, I think it's pretty split. Again, really, it's about the price changing would affect that. If this Nats price, if you're looking at plus, you know, uh, 180, then I think I like the over a little bit more. If the over is juiced even heavier or the Nats price jumps to plus 200, then I like the Nats a little bit more. So it kind of just depends on what prices you're looking at when you're shopping around, when you're looking to make an investment on this game. Right now at these numbers, I think it's pretty similar. And then wrapping us up, 8.40 p.m. Eastern Guardians at the Padres. Should be another nice night in San Diego, mid-60s for this one. Interesting note, the wind will be blowing a little bit in more than usual. It usually blows kind of more across at that ballpark. Might be a little bit in, a little bit across, a little bit of both here, but relatively strong compared to the usual light breeze we get at night in San Diego. A little bit stronger than usual. It's going to help out the pitchers a little bit, but of course you probably already know where I'm going with this one. With regards to the side, Logan Allen and you Darvish. Allen's been fantastic this season. 331 ERA. Advanced metrics say probably not that good, but still well, definitely better than average. You Darvish, 430 ERA, but the underlying metrics actually are better for him than Logan Allen this season. And of course, historically, he has such a track record of being a good pitcher. I think this is two good pitchers. I think Darvish is the better pitcher. Don't be fooled by the ERAs. Darvish is still the better guy in this matchup. However, of course, the Guardians have better relievers. Uh, whenever we do get to the bullpens, of course, the San Diego uh, set of relievers is just kind of all over the place with regards to how good they are. And of course, the Guardians uh, bats definitely lag behind the Padres bats. I don't think I'm breaking any news with that one. So not really much interesting to talk about this game other than, again, I do think that Darvish is still the better pitcher, even though the ERAs this season, the results haven't quite shown that. With regards to picking something on this one, it's definitely a game where I want an A-grade play on either side. Model says this should be Padres minus 136. The current price I'm seeing on the Padres minus 148. 
That would be plus 136 for the Guardians. I am seeing plus 137. So basically an even expected value play would be a B minus grade. But the model says plus 151 or better. And you can kind of round that and say plus 150. If it gets to plus 150, that's where I'm interested in the Guardians. I just don't want to fade Darvish unless it's really good value. And I hate to back the Guardians in this offense unless it's really good value. And plus 150 is the marker there. So I'm holding out until it's an A grade play on either side, really. Uh, I don't see it happening on San Diego side. I don't even think we're going to get to a B-grade pick on that side. For the Guardians, maybe we do. Again, if we get up to plus 150 or even close to it, that's where I start getting interested. But at plus 137, I'm just not that excited about the value uh, to fade Darvish. But I do think both of these are good pitchers. And, of course, you all know how I feel about Undership Petco. We didn't get it. On Tuesday, we just missed it. A couple of runs in that game were very weird in how they scored. Uh, got to nine runs, so just missed out on that under barely on Tuesday. But they've been mostly good for us, and I'm going to go back to that. Well, I'm going to go under eight here at minus 115 for the Thursday night game. Model projects 6.7. Again, a combination of good pitching. A San Diego offense is probably not quite as good. Uh, as we expect it to be a Guardians offense that continues to struggle despite the upgrades that they've made. A good Guardians bullpen, two good starting pitchers, again, in a park that plays so pitcher-friendly here in the months of May and June. Under eight is a pretty strong pick for me on this one. Holding off on the side, uh, at least until we get better value on the Guardians. That'd be the way I would look if I was playing, but for now I'm just going to focus in on the under. That's all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can control the sports betting content provided on this channel is dropped right into your feed. We'll be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. Until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money. Please don't bet your eating money.